welcome back to Let's Finally Watch It, where we watch the movies that you guys saw long ass time ago and we missed the memo on. Mm-hmm. I'm Lauren Blair Donovan. And I'm Clark Knez. And we got Lady Grimaldi making noise. We tried to let her settle down, but today's the day where I'm mourning and she's already doing it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she is very excited she to is... be here. We just got here five minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. And, um, but yeah, this one, uh, gosh, it's a classic. I, I can't believe I haven't seen it. I. Yeah, for sure. I mean, this came out in 1993. Yeah, yeah. And that's very funny that they did do that. Um, And uh, I don't know. For me, I think it's a really great performance. The whole cast is great. Mm -hmm. Bill Murray's in it. Um, Andy McDowell. Oh, that's right. uh, She's amazing. I miss Andy McDowell. Actually, there was a video where that she was in recently and i was like damn i need more andy mcdowell yeah she kind of disappeared a little bit yeah yeah it's a good thought because like around this time i think she was also in michael with um john travolta oh that was like the angel movie yeah i don't think i saw that but i remember that being everywhere yeah (laughs) yeah it was like a moment in the 90s for sure (laughs) yeah i think that was during like uh john travolta's big comeback yeah it was because it was around the time of pulp fiction yeah also yeah it was probably the movie like pretty much right after so yeah Mm -hmm. what i like about it i don't know if harold rain because harold ramus directs this as well and it it is like magic um, like a little bit of magic in it sure. you know of course you, I, you probably know what the yeah, concept is yeah it's about is. waking up in the same day mm-hmm. over and over again yeah. that much i know like i like, use the expression all the time it's like groundhog's day anytime something like repeats right. itself so it's very in culture cuz i know that much but i don't know yeah. anything else i think he's a reporter maybe yeah he's a reporter yeah, yeah. but besides that no nah. And it's in Pennsylvania. Which is where I'm from. Yeah, so I think that'll be fun. My third grade teacher was obsessed with Punxsutawney Phil, because I think she was from there. Oh, okay, good. I might be wrong. Maybe it was a random obsession. I'm actually not sure now that I'm thinking about it, but I'm pretty sure she was from the area. Maybe she moved there for Punxsutawney Phil. Maybe, and then she moved to New Hope, Pennsylvania, or somewhere nearby. Yeah, so she'll be close enough. Well, we weren't that close. I don't know where Punxsutawney is offhand. I feel like it's more in the center of the state I'm, i don't remember if it's more west or mm. east leaning like my pennsylvania geography is rusty unless it's like a major town yeah. i've been to but i'm from like literally my town's the last town before jersey so okay it's as, east as you get okay. it's a river town that divides the pennsylvania new jersey border so i remember i don't know like yeah it's a bigger deal though groundhog's day in the Northeast. Oh, it is. Okay. Because I was shocked, like, living in Florida, the places I've lived are Florida, Colorado, and California, besides Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And no one gave a damn in Florida, because why would they? Yeah. You know, it's not really winter. And then Colorado, you would think maybe would care, but, like, nobody ever talked about it. It was, like, barely covered in the news. And I remember, this is kind of funny, I, I tweeted once something about how it's just not a big deal anywhere else besides Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. and there was a joke buried in it, but I don't remember what I said verbatim. But it was supposed to be just a lighthearted thing, and apparently there's a tweeter out there who is, like, very into Groundhog's rights. Like, was very, like... Oh my god. Kind of pissed at me for knocking Groundhog's Day, which is not exactly what I was doing. I was not, like chatting all over the holiday yeah. it was just more like nobody even knows who punks honey phil is west of the mississippi like it was something it's... like that and he's like yeah. he's the most famous groundhog and like it's a great holiday and i'm like oh my god i'm a comedian who yeah. like puppeteers like don't take me that seriously when i'm talking about groundhogs yeah 
And yeah, I guess the most famous groundhog, but not the most famous. Because I was going to say Sonic, but Sonic's a, a hedgehog. hedgehog. Yeah, gr- but... groundhogs. <laughs> yeah, groundhogs. Oh, that's a groundhog. No, I thought, no, it was, God, yeah. my brain just broken. Because I'm like, they all live in the ground, right? And I'm like, oh, it's actually a groundhog, though. Yeah. Uh, land grounds. <laughs> and I'm <laughs> <about> like, that? <laughs> yeah, and I don't think that. I mean, yeah, okay, I guess the most famous. It's also like saying, oh, that person's like the most famous dentist. <laughs> right. it's like okay it's like being the most popular girl at your school but you're 30 yeah. and that was 10 plus years ago it, it's, it's right. who cares like i don't know yeah i don't know where the tradition i wonder where the tradition maybe I'm sure i knew it in the third grade but i don't remember it <laughs> i don't know maybe they go into it in the movie but um, what was the last time you saw this movie gosh oof. i would say a good i think i may have seen it at a midnight movie like mm-hmm. a long time ago I would say a good 15, 16 years ago. Have you only seen this movie once? or No, I've, okay. I've seen it like... Uh, it was in pretty high rotation mm. in, you know, back in the, you know, 90s and yeah. stuff like that. Like, this one was definitely a really... The, this, this is really good for a rewatch mm. because you could kind of like... Oh, you kind of see where some things that you missed or whatever. Sure, I can see and, that. And yeah, so this this one lends a pretty good, um, and it's just funny. Like mm-hmm. it's well written. I I I think and well acted. I mean, we'll see. I I, I guess it has been a while, but yeah, I I think it'll hold up personally. I feel like it's one of those movies that has a stranglehold in culture for a reason. Yeah. Hence, I know what the plot kind of is. Like, that doesn't happen unless a movie is super successful. And if mm-hmm. we haven't heard about the movie getting canceled, it's probably holding up fine. Right. Yeah. At this stage in 2023, like, if it was really problematic, one sure. or both of us would have stumbled upon right some outrage article. <laughs> or Even though I think yeah. it's more behind the scenes that's interesting. Because mm-hmm. is this, like, sort of... Where in the Harold Ramis and Bill Murray saga is this? Like, were they this reconnected is... after a fight? Because didn't they reconnect at one point and then weren't they fighting? Was it this movie this that they the were movie. fighting on? Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. And I'm not certain. I, I think Bill Murray was going through a divorce or something. That sounds right. Yeah. There's probably something, you know, extra. Yeah. So. Sure. You know. But yeah, this is what ruined their friendship. Yeah, I think so. You know, it's so hard to keep creative people together and oh yeah at any level not even just famous Mm -hmm. like i think that adds different complications but even at lower levels Mm -hmm. it's hard to keep the band together if you will yeah and you also have to think that i when they were doing ghostbusters i kind of feel like the three main ghostbusters Mm -hmm definitely harold ramus and dan Aykroyd literally wrote it Mm -hmm. but also you know bill murray had a lot of agency to um improvise as well and i think i I think maybe part of the power struggle too was before they're like kind of on the same level maybe Mm. maybe harold ramus was like a little bit more elevated but but i think like having harold ramus be the director you know it Mm -hmm. was kind of like you can't order me around we're on the same Friends. level, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like... We're both professionals. Right. We're equals, yeah. E- equals, yeah. And I think that maybe something like that had to do with it. But, I mean, whatever it is, I think the movie comes out, you know, great. 
I, I think all the performances all around. That's good. Really good. Uh, Chris Elliott's also in it. Oh, I love him. <laughs> I love he's, Chris Elliott. Yeah, yeah, I know. He's one of my favorites. I like his daughter a lot, too. Oh, I don't know his Abby daughter. Abby Elliott. She's on, like, SNL. Um, it's, like, the first that it was, like, a father-daughter legacy, both being on SNL. Oh, my God. That's, I had no idea. That's his daughter, yeah. It, one of the new ones, right? Or no, she may have left, actually. She's been around for a while. But yeah, it's like the first... It's I feel like we talk more about Pete Davidson being like the youngest to ever be cast on yeah. SNL, but they're the only multi-generational. Yeah. So like... And she's Look. so funny. She has this hilarious role on How I Met Your Mother playing an absolute psychopath. And it's my favorite. She doesn't even have a big arc, but it's so fun to watch. Yeah. She's a great comedic actress. And I've definitely seen her before. I mean, she may have also been on Schitt's Creek as well. She's been around. I don't know her whole filmography, but like she's definitely like working and out there for sure. Yeah. And also, I mean, it's like, did you see Watch Schitt's Creek? I didn't. Okay. The deal we made, I need to watch that and you need to watch Batman. Right. <laughs> yeah. And Chris Elliott's on, on Schitt's Creek. And oh, cool. uh, it's a really good, because I hadn't seen him for a bit and seeing mm-hmm. him on that show, really good. Just really perfect. Oh, Chris Elliott was on How I Met Your Mother too. Oh, was he? Yeah. I just realized that. Oh, done a, Not at the same time, but uh, yeah. it just clicked for me. I'm like, huh. Yeah. How I Met Your Mother, is that the one with Jason Siegel? Yeah. Okay. And Neil Patrick Harris, okay. Allison Hannigan. I hear a lot about that. I don't even know what network it was on. So I don't even know either, actually. Yeah. I forget because I mostly watched it on Netflix back when I had it. But um, I think that's a reboot of it, right? Like, How I Met Your Father with yeah. uh, Hilary Duff. Oh, Hilary Duff, right. Okay. Which is weird because there was a reboot years ago, but I think it got canceled before it was even on the air. Oh, yeah. That kind of happens. It's weird. Like, yeah. they'll reboot something. Uh, didn't work out. Do you want to try it again? Okay. Because, yeah. like, that 90s show. That was... That's not new, right? Like, it is new, but wasn't it there another new. attempt well, at there, that at one point? There was uh, that, that 80s show. I remember that. Yes. And that's with Glenn Howerton, who is now Oh, on. that's right. That's um, right. Yeah. Forgot he was about like, that. a young buck on there. Um, but, I'm, I mean, I'm glad that show failed because now, you know, he's off to better things of course but yeah he's dennis um, yeah he's dennis yeah well cool should we finally yeah. watch it let's finally watch it yeah i'm looking forward to it i i, I don't know if, where it'll rank but i don't think it'll yeah. be towards the bottom i feel like so <laughs> i'm excited right. for a third in the row of, of probably yeah. at least borderline liking if not really liking i'm, I'm on a little bit of a hot streak sure so. yeah yeah and i think i think it's i think it's good i think it has good message i also do like personally i like magical mm-hmm. comedies yeah or comedies oh. that have oh, yeah. like extra you know back to the future and like ghostbusters mm-hmm. and stuff so another reason um, you might actually like 13 going on 30 oh yeah i mean yeah yeah wait is that the one? that's with jennifer garner and mark ruffalo okay okay yeah. i keep mixing it up what's the one with chandler and zach Efron? oh god 17 again okay which i've never gotten through and all the way is that the same concept i think so it's basically well no because i think that's like a wait it's the opposite of big it's little yeah but okay. but 13 going on 30 is big just sort okay. of a female version but i think it's really well done okay yeah you seen big though right a long time ago yeah, okay. but yeah, I've, yeah. i, I okay. believe i've seen it in its entirety and i remember certain parts very well so yeah i'm very interested in that so yeah uh we'll we'll watch it all right let's finally watch it bye bye
And we're back. I have seen Groundhog Day. You've seen it. I've seen it. Um, I liked it. Good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's yeah. Good. yeah. It's it's definitely um, something to process. Mm-hmm. It's actually one of the darker movies we've watched in a weird way, like yeah, especially the, mm-hmm. a post-pandemic watch. Yes. You know what I mean? Because there was a lot of jokes. I, I, I forgot about this in the preview review and I forgot about this in general. But if I'm remembering correctly, I think especially in March and April of 2020, when look, not everyone stayed locked down, but for the most part, people were kind of sort of cooperating at that time and businesses weren't reopened. So most people were really literally just at their house all day, every day. And there was like a lot of jokes about it's Groundhog's Day because people are running out of things to do at home and running yeah. out. Of, they're bored without the routine of getting out of the house and, and stuff. And so in a weird way that inescapable, you can't escape your life. That's a redundant clunky sentence, but I, th- I think you get what I'm trying to say. Like that hits a little closer to home post COVID-19. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I think, uh, or more relatable maybe. I don't know. 100% because like there were so many people who were like, uh, you know, people that, you know, cause all of a sudden you have to work from home or, right. or whatever, or, or a lot of people were on un- unemployment or whatever, mm-hmm. and and it just kind of became, and literally, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I'm going to learn how to bake. Right. I am going to play piano. I mean, it it's very weird, and mm-hmm. it like this whole movie kind of mirrors that. Experience. And you it's also really learn weird. different things about people you know well. I know he didn't really know many people well, but like he clearly (laughs) we'll get back to it but clearly went on the same dates or same excursions to mine info out of the women he was interested in but in a weird way that's also mirrored with COVID-19 because you saw people show different parts of their personality Mm -hmm. that you weren't used to whether it was like they were super stressed out or maybe they were like grace under fire or you were forced to like I feel like some of my friendships out here because I had only lived here two and a half years and so much of my life in the two and a half years before I moved here was just working on comedy. You know, I didn't have the deepest friendships because there just wasn't enough time and being forced to like have to call each other or voice memo each other and like really communicate and not be distracted. Like just casual after a show talking on the sidewalk kind of conversations. And we're all at the same parties and like, yeah, I mean, I saw some people one-on-one, but it was still newer Mm -hmm. and you learn stuff when you don't have a lot of options because you're stuck. Yeah. I guess is kind of what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And it, in, cause in your head, it's always off to the next thing, off to the mm-hmm, next thing. Mm-hmm. And in, and in this, like that really mirrors it yes. because it's like, there is no tomorrow that I'm not going to advance from this level. Right. You know? Right. Right. So I, I, you know, I, at like, you, like you're saying, like a couple of months in, you're like, Oh, so this mm-hmm. is gonna be a this while. This is life. Yeah, this is my life. Because because yeah. there because there were points where it's like, oh, this will probably just blow over, right? I mean, right. I was that was the that Great camp. White Hope. Yeah, yeah. And I remember I was like, you know, I was planning all these things, mm. and you know, then you start realizing, oh no, yeah, none of these things are gonna happen. At least yeah. not soon. Right. And yeah, I mean, this does it obviously with a supernatural bent to it, sure. which is. That's why I like magical realism, which this yeah. kind of falls into. I would agree. Because it shows like concepts that do exist in the world, but mm-hmm. that heightened supernatural element takes you 
to you know the extreme yeah and uh and yeah this kind of does that well i mean it does it even if you think about life in in general Mm -hmm. you're just like damn i kind of wasted that day or whatever you know too so it makes you like really think like Man, if I really had nothing to do, if I had no distractions Mm -hmm. or like I had just done it all, like I could actually just focus on one thing, learn how to play piano or like, Mm -hmm. you know. And so I think I think that's kind of interesting, too. I mean, because it it, it really is interesting because he does, you know, uh, Phil has. And it's funny that he's named after, or not, yeah, well, I mean, has, coincidentally has the same name as the groundhog, <laughs> yeah, which he in the beginning just he couldn't care less. He yeah. really actually, yeah, I think it was only his his fourth time going, and he was already done. And he was he, over it. He was too yeah. big for it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he just hated it. And and that little cute ground. Oh man, I like groundhog. I know. So I was cute. when he went on the runaway excursion with the groundhog kidnapping groundhog mm-hmm. napping. Uh, when I realized it was a literal suicide mission, I was like, oh, but he's got to bring the groundhog with him. I, I mean, know. I know the groundhog's gonna be around the next day, but yeah, for some reason, animal stuff in movies always kind of like makes me that's squeamish. funny. Yeah, I know. I think that that's the case with most people, which is weird. But I get it, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I think the same thing with children. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't definitely do not like to see children mm-hmm. die either. So, um, but uh, yeah, that that uh, that groundhog's name was Scooter, by the way. I saw. Him oh, the, the actor Groundhog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, his real his actor name. It's <laughs> a good oh. name for a groundhog. Yeah, and and the thing is, is that he had only. So this was only like the fourth year that he had done it, but. You know, it's it's so weird because, I mean, his perspective obviously had had changed throughout the entire movie, because it's because the thing is, he's like, oh, I have to do this thing again, mm-hmm. and oh, this is already the fourth time I have to do it. I have to do it like once a year, which is really nothing, I and know. it really kind of. Um, yeah, it puts puts all that into perspective, like all the things that we have to bother with or whatever. Yeah. It's like um you should be thankful to be doing it, I guess, in some ways and yeah. Yeah, no, he definitely needed an attitude adjustment, which is so funny cuz the punishment kind of fits the crime because if he was so mad about doing something for the fourth year spaced four years apart equally yeah then try doing it every day, buddy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there you go. Now you're going to have to and it's it's so interesting and you know the thing about this concept it really does make you question what you would do in those situations i don't know i don't know if i have a good answer i would probably do almost exactly i mean because so in the original script Mm -hmm. it says ten thousand years that he was doing which is an insane incomprehensible amount of time because it's also ten thousand times 365 yeah 66 if it's a leap year i guess that doesn't work that way in this math but yeah i don't know it's an insane Mm -hmm. time period because the thing is he like learned so many things he mastered so many things not just learned exactly yeah Yeah. (laughs) he really mechanic he was an ice sculpture he was a pianist he um yeah card thrower into hats i don't know what that's called six months doing that yeah that's Mm -hmm. and uh god what a what an insane and the thing is no way out like that's i think i think that was 
be, what I do like about the movie is that it shows different phases. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like there was a point where he was like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. And then, okay, well, I'm going to try to take advantage of this a little, you know. Yeah. I'm going to try to take advantage of this, see how I could get one over on people. But then afterwards, he was like, you know, especially when he would struck, he struck out so many times with the producer, mm-hmm. uh, Annie McDowell. He just kind of got depressed and he was like, oh, none of this matters. Like, yeah. literally nothing he matters. He went into nihilism. Nihilism. Yeah. Yeah. And him, like, trying to kill himself. I, I really do like that um, first time where he does skirt with death when he's in bowling alley with those dudes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he's just like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just do whatever I want. And he realizes that there's no consequences yes. anymore. Yes. And I think that that's so interesting. Or at least not for turn. more than 24 hours. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to go to jail, but he'll wake up in his bed. Mm-hmm. He looks sad in the jail cell. Like, there, I think that, to me, that read as one moment of, like, because he was actually kind of relieved to wake up that morning. Yeah. In that bed in the repeated situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I, there was a moment where when the jail cell was, like, closing in on him or whatever. He was, like bummed because i think it dawned on him like well, what if this is the day that i stay here I i'm not going to be in the hotel when i wake up you know so shoot am i going to be you know stuck in a jail cell the rest of my life that's not as fun mm-hmm. exactly you know like yeah. he didn't know what the rules were right and and that's what reminds me of uh it reminds me of an episode of uh a twilight zone mm. there was a person who was given immortality Mm-hmm. but and then he killed someone i think he killed his wife or something which mm-hmm. is awful but yeah, um, right. but he he thinks that he's gonna go get the death penalty i i don't know if this is a real rule but if you if they botch it basically you go free or something it's okay weird. so but anyways he goes in and they give him life in prison mm. so like he's stuck there for the rest of his life like oh, that's what he does with his immortality but uh, th- that kind of reminds me of that. Yeah, yeah. It's like because he's still figuring out the rules and he never we never really we never I, in a way I actually don't mind this. This feels like the kind of plot device that I would hate because, you know, I don't like not knowing for the most part. I, mm-hmm. I don't like stuff being left up in the air a lot of the time, at least with the plot endings debatable. But I actually liked it because I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. Mm-hmm. I did not know where this was going. This is like this and Edward Scissorhands and a few others. I'm like, I genuinely don't know what's going to happen. I don't think it's going to be a brutal ending, mm-hmm. but I don't even understand why he's trapped. Yes. Because a lot of movies with um, you get stuck in a reality that's not quite whether it's you're in a different body, whether you're in a different timeline, like whatever it may or may not be you usually have an idea of how it started like big had that bolt what's Zolt, it called Zoltan. Zolt, yeah that that mm-hmm. machine thingamajig and other movies with magical realism it's usually set up very early in the first act mm-hmm. like if you do this this will happen or be careful about yeah. that or da, 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 da. and so you kind of understand how they got there and then it might be like a mystery as to how to fix it but that's also usually figured out and you're kind of beating a clock or you're you're you know, yeah. like you're very in on what's happening as an audience member, which is not a bad way to go. I do usually like that. 
But I like that this, because one of the complaints that I think both of us have had with watching movies that are like 20, 30, 40, 50 years old is that we've seen it all before. So if you're watching something and it's a classic, but it's been done before, it's just not going to pop the same, you know? But this kind of still, this felt timeless to me. Mm -hmm. This wasn't like a formula. This wasn't, you know, so we were kind of on his adventure where it's like, we don't know either, buddy. Yeah. It's not like the audience was in on something he wasn't, which is another way of uh, framing a plot device as well. But it's just, we didn't, no, and me not knowing kept it from also being redundant. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, I was afraid. I think part of why I didn't watch this movie uh, was it just seemed redundant. I'm like, oh, my God, the same day over and over again. Mm-hmm. And in the beginning, when they kind of do the same shots verbatim mm-hmm. for the most part, I'm like, this is clever. And, oh, my God, these background actors were working so hard. And I this know. Ned character is so good getting everything exactly the same, even though Bill Murray is you know, reacting differently. Like, that's kind of hard to do, in all honesty. Um, and I'm like, OK, I remember thinking, like, this is cute. I hope they go to another choice sooner than later because mm-hmm. this is getting real old. And mm. or it's going to rather, and then they did. They it, it was fun the way they. It was almost like a pretty flower in improv, where it's yeah. like, let's go check out this little universe. Let's go check out mm-hmm. if I hit on this girl. Let's check out if I learn a craft. It's just like I'm like, oh, okay, cool. This is not redundant. Yeah. And then not knowing why he's there, it's like, well, I want to keep watching because mm-hmm. I want to know what happens. Right. And it also kind of is interesting because it does show an element of all the stuff that happens within a day. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's pretty yeah. sizable. Like the the things that he actually gets into and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like um, it also just shows how different your reality can be. Not like literally, but like mm-hmm. how your day can be existing and somebody else's day across town is existing because those people were always choking or having a heart attack or whatever, but he didn't come across them because he was fixated on his own life, like getting the girls doing whatever the F he wants, trying to unalive himself, like all Mm -hmm. the things. And then we all kind of work that way, no matter how not narcissistic we are, Mm -hmm. we just, we're in life. We're doing our thing. Something could be happening next door to us. We wouldn't know. Right. Yeah. Because we're not there. Yeah. And that's that's uh, kind of puts the whole thing into perspective, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in one small little city, all the stuff, and uh, and it and it does make you, and I think, in a way, like that's kind of his journey. Mm-hmm. You like kind of just appreciates yeah. everything that is going on, and and realizes there's more to life than just him. And that, yeah, and that is a perfect exactly yeah. because he he starts getting towards the point where he's like i just want like a a good day like mm-hmm. let's just make the days the best that i can yeah. instead of like you know eating a bunch of uh cake which did look pretty cool that was quite the spread like i, I didn't quite catch it like when it was first showing the table and then mm-hmm. it had the close up of him and then when um chris elliott's character came in and you could see the whole table i was like dear lord like wow and also chris elliott's uh reaction to it was like "Ooh, okay um he's so good like his timing is always and delivery is just so So, effortless yeah you know like i think that's the word i would use effortless yeah 
kind of an underappreciated gem. He, yeah, I do think so. I, because I used to be a really big fan of his. Uh, he had a show called Get a Life, mm. and that was, and it's weird because God, that that was like a little bit before this, and I remember really liking it. And it's weird, you know, he does pop up. Obviously, he's on Chits Creek. Uh, that's mm-hmm. kind of like where he he's had a little bit of a comeback or whatever. I mean, he's never gone away. He like dips but... into public consciousness often yeah. but he's never been like a movie star he's never manned mm. his own sitcom yeah. i think that's what we're trying to say exactly and um yeah no he's he's like very he's so perfect mm-hmm. in in roles like that just like yeah like when he uh he was he was saying after phil uh drove off and mm-hmm. he landed he's like oh he might be okay. <laughs> oh, no, it blew up. I no, I don't no, think so. probably not. <laughs> probably not. Uh, yeah, just so great. But anyways, yeah, going back to it, it it really does. You know, it really does show where you. Yeah, you you could embrace the day. And just make it good. I don't because I don't even know what his plan was. You know, for that perfect Mm -hmm. day the the one that ends everything i know he he had no expectations that that was gonna keep going he had no no no, he could have really woken up at six in the morning same deal yeah it wasn't like he's like ah i found the keys that's gonna unlock my groundhog today or whatever yeah and that's what i do do like about that because he got there Mm -hmm. on his own he didn't have like 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 you're saying this playbook of yeah. how to get back or whatever which he makes it the pro- journey more sincere because he wasn't trying to like find love so he could like escape yeah he wasn't trying to be a good person to get into heaven like it mm-hmm. was very like well i've done excessive and eccentric and kind of unhinged i've done depressed i've done nihilism mm-hmm. i've done selfishness i became um a pickup artist mm-hmm. <laughs> by like playing all these women by getting out all their secrets and just doing the same thing, but better each day. Mm-hmm. And then eventually he's like, well, none of that was actually fulfilling. Yeah. So let's try the last choice. Right. Exactly. And let's just, because he had something close to it. Yeah. When he was just honest with mm-hmm. uh, Andy McDowell. Yes. yes. When he was just like, okay, I'm going to be honest with you. I know this is going to sound crazy, but this mm-hmm. is what my life has been for at that point, probably like 6,000 years. Yeah, right, know? right. And, um, you know, he's all... Yeah, he puts it all out there. And he has, like, a pretty good day with her. And he doesn't, like, for... It's like, not even romantic. What, it's not romantic. Yeah. He's just like, I just want to... I think, yeah, he's probably just, like, frustrated and just is like, you know what, let's just... He's probably exhausted at that point, too, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then I think I don't know. Maybe, maybe this is like a big turning point for him too. Is when he keeps and this. I remember as a kid, it used to break my heart so much when the old man I kept know, passing away. I know, and you don't know how many times that happened. No, like they show. I think three different, mm-hmm. three or four different versions of it. But it's like he was probably trying to save him for like years. Yeah. Yeah, that was not just what we were shown. That was the tip of the iceberg, yeah. for sure. I think that may have gotten to him because, in because like right before that, he was talking about how he was a god. Right, he's like, I am a god, because he felt omnipresent. Yeah. yeah, and he's like, no matter what, 
I'm going to be fine. But then he starts seeing that, like, okay, no matter how powerful I think I am with, I can't with this change power, fate. I can't change that. And I there's certain things that I just can't do. Yeah. And, you know, in some ways he's probably like, damn, I wish I could go back in time, save this man, you know, like give him mm-hmm. a better life or whatever. And I and I think that that's I I feel like that's part of the part where it turns for him a little bit. Well, yeah, too. I mean, I think life and death stuff really shake up a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that can happen if it happens to you, but also if it's happening to someone where you're witnessing it, it's such a mind fuck because yeah. you want to help your friends, you want to help people, and if you can't, and he's stuck in this existential reality, if you will, yeah, that there's no way that that wouldn't be a aha moment of some kind mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's so sweet um i mean he he really does yeah he really does try i don't know that he, i think when i was a kid i thought that was his actual dad because he calls him pops yeah yeah and i'm like oh no oh that would have been even more heartbreaking yeah, yeah. i was like his his dad was homeless god. and he didn't even know it or yeah i don't know why <laughs> oh my god if i had to watch both my parents die again every day for ten thousand years yeah oh that's horrible. No, yeah. thank you. No, that's... I just wouldn't go. I just wouldn't mm-hmm. go to the hospital when my mom mm-hmm. was dying. I wouldn't... I would run away from home the night my dad died. Like, yeah. Because if nothing matters, then who cares, you know? Yeah. Nothing, you know. And 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 another, another thing about this movie is they're in a place that's like a small town, too. Mm-hmm. So it's not like... And I do like how there is a blizzard. Yeah. And they established that at the beginning, you know, he yeah. is so sure. Cocky. There's not going to be a blizzard, but mm-hmm. there is one. He wants to be right and everybody else to be wrong. And, uh, you know, I I think even that kind of humbled him. You yeah, because like, it was magical thinking because he just wanted to get back to Pittsburgh. Right. So therefore there won't be a blizzard. It really wasn't deeper than that. Exactly. Like it really was just like, eh, it's fine. By the way, though, he was a really good weatherman, like in terms of just... Yeah. Uh, on screen like i like that he blew into the clouds blowing like yeah. that was pretty fun uh mm-hmm. i can't believe there hasn't been more weather people parodies in general you know what yeah. i mean like that also felt fresh to me the only time i've seen that is um it's not even in a tv show or movie but andrew wk literally oh, manned yeah. the weather for some station one time and if you guys don't know what i'm talking about just google andrew wk weather or youtube mm-hmm. it and um you're welcome yeah that's all i'll say there's actually one pretty adorable um like this weatherman this is relatively recently actually where this guy so they have like a new map system Mm. and he accidentally touches it but it moves the map and he's like oh my god i didn't know i could do that (laughs) and he's like oh my and then he's like i could tilt it i could zoom in and he's like oh my gosh he just had like a ball and i think maybe he had it they had that system maybe for a while he Mm. just didn't know but he just is discovering all these things about it and he like doesn't get on with the new he just Mm -hmm. is just like amazed it's very funny um yeah no he was a great he was a great weather if he was my weatherman yeah that'd be great um and yeah, and that that's another thing is like, yeah, he was like kind of like a grump or whatever, but he was good at his job. Yeah. I don't I don't like when some of these people are like, why would they be a weatherman? Like mm. they're not good at their you mm-hmm. know, they're they're being salty all the time or whatever. 
I thought I didn't realize the because I knew he was some kind of journalist. I remembered seeing some kind of clip or still with him talking in front of a news camera, but I didn't know he was a weatherman. And I thought it was so obviously intentional, but ironic that the weatherman traveled to see the weather groundhog. I know. <laughs> like, that's so and it, they never called it out. It's just what they did. You know, it's not heavy handed or mm-hmm. anything, but I'm like, oh, that's actually kind of adorable in a weird way or like, yeah, just fun. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's a fun segment. You mm-hmm. know, it's like, okay, you know, um, it's like they have so much in common, Phil and yeah. Phil, and they have the same name. It's just a lot of layered, a lot of meta. You know, what would be funny is if Punxsutawney Phil had the same day every day, too. Oh, my God. We never we need to watch that movie. What's it like to be Scooter the Groundhog? Scooter the Groundhog. <laughs> in Punxsutawney Phil, uh, or in Punxsutawney PA. Which, by the way, I like that the mayor, or whoever was officiating the whole groundhog ceremony, he called it, he was like, in here in Punxsutawney PA. Mm-hmm. I loved yeah. it because we rarely say Pennsylvania. It's often... Mm-hmm. Like, I say it now that I've moved because people can't always understand when I say PA. That's not as communicable. Or uh, what is it on a set? Um, Production assistant. Right, right. Mm -hmm. That means something else completely else in Hollywood. Production assistant PA. And um, it's just if it's not in your ears, you're going to be like, what are you saying? Are you having a stroke? You know, like, but you, you don't say Los Angeles CA. Mm-hmm. You don't no. say Denver CO. You don't say Miami mm-hmm. FL. Like it is. Mm-hmm. A, I didn't realize it was weird. Yeah. Or unusual that we kind of refer to our state as the initials. Mm-hmm. But I like that Harold Ramis got that right in the writing. Yeah. Because it's like there's a lot of stuff that's filmed in Pennsylvania. The office or not for, takes place in Pennsylvania. I should say mm-hmm. like the office. It's always sunny. I feel like over the past 10, 20 years, there's been more than I'm used to. And it's always such a treat to see what they get right, yeah. whether it's with the lingo, the geography references, or like in The Office, for instance, when the Michael Scott paper company existed, mm-hmm. they had those cheese Utz balls from the huge, huge yeah. barrel of a container. Mm-hmm. That's such a crowd pleaser uh, at all parties. I would always have that when I'd throw a party and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, it, they're a little easier to find outside of, PA now but like I was just happy that whoever yeah. was in charge of props on the office like got that little weird detail yeah. right because Utz is a huge brand in PA and that's always yeah that's always nice to see I it's you know and because I yeah I think they even have hers chips mm-hmm. as well on yes. there too and I know that that's a big one I only know that because they used to have it at booze Oh, the cheesesteak place, yeah. Yeah, the cheesesteak place. There's a place, yeah, really close. I think they changed to Utz. And mm. um, our friend Jen, we were talking mm-hmm. about it, and she was like, oh, they changed it. They're both correct, but hers is so much better. Um, I like both. It depends on what sure. the product is. I'm, yeah. I do miss PA foods. I miss Wawa. Mm-hmm. I miss the different brands of chips and popcorn that don't Tasty seem to cake. exist out here. Yeah, Tasty Cake, I can kind of hit or take or leave, but I loved it as a kid. As mm, an adult, yeah. I'm a little mixed. There's also these spiced wafers that exist in the fall that I can't seem to get shipped out to me. Um, I miss pretzels. I miss good bagels. Well, probably not where Punxsutawney was. There's probably not good bagels, but being on the mm-hmm. Jersey border and kind of close to New York, like I do miss the food of Pennsylvania. Yeah. It's such yeah. a strike. Cause I'm not a foodie, but I, 
I miss my childhood, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think I that's that. what it boils down to. So it's always fun to see Pennsylvania. Represented. Yeah, not blended into New York or New Jersey or yeah. Ohio, depending on what side of the state you're on. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah. That was a very cute town. And everybody was really nice. Like, Yeah. That's the thing is like, and, you know, at the beginning of the movie, we kind of see, you know, one of the big things that Phil's talking about is how he got an offer from like yeah. a network mm-hmm. or a nationwide network. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I don't even want to be in Pittsburgh anymore, which right. I've, I've never been to Pittsburgh, but I, I've heard it's actually, it doesn't have mm-hmm. the best reputation, like people shit on it, but I've also heard it's very pretty. Mm-hmm. It has a lot of cool architecture. It has a fun culture, if you yeah. will. So I, mean, I don't it think was, it's that bad. Yeah. I've never been either, weirdly, because it's on the other side of my yeah, state. Yeah, it's a big state. Yeah, it's, it's like seven state. hours to drive across. Like, it's oh, crazy. No. Yeah, never mind. People don't realize how wide it really is. I know. And there's like, and what I heard is like, there's a lot of nothing in between, too. Mm-hmm. So from... It's a lot of rolling hills and rolling farms. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know. It's prettier than Kansas. Yeah. I've driven through a lot of states. Yeah. It's it's actually a beautiful state. Yeah. Sorry if you're from Kansas, but like I've heard that from so many. I think, no, I've driven through. No, I've driven through part of Kansas, haven't I? From from Colorado. Mm -hmm. Um, But not too far into it. But yeah, it's a big difference between Colorado's yeah. like beautiful and then. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I think I might have still been in Col. I was still in Colorado. Eastern Colorado yeah. looks a lot like, like Kansas. Kansas. Like yeah. there's some states. Again, I've done a lot of road trips. There's some states you literally cross the line and it looks like a different place. Yeah. And it could be just the landscaping that the government is providing. Like it could be who knows what you know, but. Um, yeah, eastern Colorado is not super different than western yeah. Kansas. Like, it's yeah maybe slight difference, but for the most part, not really. <laughs> yeah. It's so weird. It contains multitudes. Mm-hmm. So, like, we were talking about he was trying to get intel on, you mm-hmm. know, people to, like, date them or whatever. Right. But I don't think that, like, especially towards the, on that one day where he was just out with it mm-hmm. and just told any he he told her about every everybody in that mm-hmm. place so he had to have at least had a pretty big conversation with almost everyone, everyone in yeah. that di- at least in that diner right that was in the ten thousand years or whatever that mm-hmm. we kind of didn't see you know yeah. where it's like again tip of the iceberg most movies are under two hours so it's like mm-hmm. you have to do shorthand for like i've had a conversation with this person and me and this person go way back and you know we've had all these deep yeah and i and i and that's one of the things that he's making all these connections with and and what a frustrating thing to have Mm -hmm. like say you had a really great date with someone yeah like a great day and you're like i know tomorrow this is and they're not even gonna remember it you're not gonna remember out of all these stuck in eternity kind of stories that i know of this one's sort of the most horrifying because it's one thing to be stuck in eternity it's another thing to be alone yep and not but being lost in a crowd you know lonely in a room full of people because Mm -hmm. nobody knows your journey nobody sees you for what you're going through and no matter what amazing thing you do or what connection you make it's gone the next day yeah there's no momentum 
Yeah. Besides yourself, maybe, because he did become quite the talented dude. But, I mean, environmentally, there's no momentum. Right. Community-wise, there's no momentum. Exactly. And there's... The thing is that he he remembers everybody, but everybody forgets mm-hmm. him. Like being forgotten is, I mean, we were talking about like with Coco and stuff like yeah. that. Like that idea of being forgotten or whatever is such a he's like forgotten worse. in real time. Yeah, which is so. Did you ever hear about this case of the missing? You know, there's like the database of missing persons. There was mm-hmm. a missing person who was actually found, but his identity was lost. Did you ever hear this story? It's no. insane. He was a guy i feel like in the carolinas he showed up in like a burger king dumpster naked so he gets taken to the hospital and it seems like he appeared out of thin air like because there's no he has no idea who he is when he wakes up he when he looked in the mirror he was like oh i'm about five to ten years older than i thought i was mentally Mm-hmm. He has some vague memories of like, I think I was a chef in Boulder, Colorado. I think I'm from the Midwest, but no names, no wow. nothing. And they couldn't, um, it was like this, this started like 20 years ago, I want to say. I think it was in the 2000s, like the aughts at some point that mm-hmm. he was found, like in the dumpster that is. Uh, and then it got really tricky because without a social security card or a birth certificate, you can't do anything. Yeah. So he's just this person living a life with no real memories or no trusted memories. Maybe is the best way to put that. And he can't progress. And eventually he got very cagey and didn't want to do further. Cause I think genetics also kind of started to like really catch up in these times. Mm. And so like, wait, if we like DNA test you, if we da 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 da, we can figure it out. But he got really squirrely with it because I think he was sick of being a guinea pig and mm-hmm. who knows what mental health issues he, you know, had and all this, you know, it, it was just a mess. Somehow, some way, though, in the recent years, I want to say in five to ten years, because I used to know mm. the story before it was solved. And then it got solved mm. kind of recently. Someone finally was able to DNA link him up with a brother. Mm. And wow. what had happened was he grew up, I want to say, in Indiana. And he had a tumultuous home life of some mm. kind. I don't remember all the details, but he ben- eventually just left home. I think it was sort of a runaway, but no one was really looking for him because yeah. he just didn't have a good relationship with his parents. And I don't think they were, I think they were kind of abusive. So it was just kind of one of those things. Yeah. And he kind of bebopped around, but eventually got like a head injury or something. Oh, God. But he wasn't somebody, he wasn't married. He didn't have a lot of long-term friends. I think he may have had some stuff going on mentally across the board so it was just one of those weird circumstances where if no one's looking for you because you don't have roots mm-hmm. and you don't have proof of who you are and yeah. so his brother was shocked because it's like oh man like we just assumed you were dead or gone or didn't want to talk That's to us so crazy yeah but eventually because eventually when they identified him i think they actually put him on billboards or something or maybe mm. before they did the, before he was identified because they were like have you do you know mm-hmm. this man instead of have you seen this man it was like do you know this man mm-hmm. wow I mean, what an amazing... That's... Because you always hear... I mean, it's always a plot device mm-hmm. on TV. Bunk. A coconut fell on my head. I lost all my memory. Yep. And, and right, another right. another coconut <clears throat> makes me remember. Because that's medical science. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I'm, those... There is a reason why that is a plot device because... Because it, it's based in some truth. It yeah. does happen sometimes. 
And those have to be like pretty horrific, horrific uh, head injuries. Yeah. Too. I mean, that probably affect like motor functions as well. But any, anyway, <laughs> yeah. anyways, yeah, like that's so weird. And I mean, I've seen it before. I, I remember with like people that are in comas and mm-hmm. and such, they'll wake up and everybody's 20 years older and mm. they just don't know they they yeah yeah i mean what a like everybody's probably forgotten about me or whatever and i've still remember everybody like it was yesterday mm-hmm. such so a mind weird. f yeah yeah but but like the yeah so this i going back to it this is pretty dark i didn't yeah. really clock it as dark when i well, because it's like a happy movie it. with the groundhog and Bill Murray, and it's not labeled yeah. as a dark comedy. Yeah. But no, this is pretty dark. Like yeah. darker than Ghostbusters, which is funny because mm-hmm. that's literally about paranormal yeah. hauntings. <laughs> right. And but ghosts and this such. is like a psychological horror mi- movie. Yeah. With a lot of laughs. Exactly. And you know. Yeah. And it is it is very funny. But I think that... Oh, sorry. No, you finished your thought. I thought uh, I was going to go somewhere else. So you finish. Oh, no, no, no. Because I was just saying, like, when I... Because there are several movies that I saw when I was younger, Mm -hmm. and I just saw the funny elements to it. And I didn't really read that much into it. And I think this is one of them. Absolutely. It, it, of course, has a good ending. But, yeah, I I didn't... And I think also the uh, pandemic, too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) puts it in a different perspective (laughs) for sure but what were you gonna say i was just gonna say my two favorite lines of the movie was when he was telling her all the things that he knows about her Mm -hmm. and i called it out in what we were watching Mm -hmm. but he was like i know you love french poetry and um rhinestones that's Mm -hmm. what it was and it just made me like you're a sucker for you're a sucker for yeah french poetry and rhinestones and i'm like Mm -hmm. that's such a funny throwaway line Mm -hmm. like it's not even laugh out loud funny it's just my brain was tickled Mm -hmm. because french poetry very sophisticated rhinestones are not sophisticated Mm -mm. that's not what that is yeah they're so just that juxtaposition i'm like that's just good writing like that's yeah not everyone's gonna catch that but like I, i i loved it so much and then um the i think it was the first actual february 2nd when the woman that was manning the bread and bed and breakfast mm-hmm. was asking him about the weather and he like went into this very literal explanation <laughs> <laughs> and she like kind of was looking at him like a deer in headlights. He's like, what did I write? I wrote it down. I think, uh, Oh, did you not want to talk about the weather or were you just making chit chat? <laughs> I love that so much because yeah. even though we're not personally weathermen, that's so relatable. Mm-hmm. How much do we talk about the weather to like, yeah. just make chit chat? exactly and to see a weatherman answer it was just that was very funny to me like it was I, so I loved funny it so much. <laughs> there's not very many opportunities for that to happen Mm-mm. actually another another one that that lady had i love this line where uh he asked uh, i think her name was maybe barbara i don't um, remember it was something like that um have you ever had deja vu mm-hmm. oh yeah oh um i don't know i could ask the kitchen <laughs> yeah if they have <laughs> some on the back dish or, yeah. dish or something of a dish named deja vu uh <laughs> okay yeah it's yeah the love story though that didn't bother me initially i kind of thought it would because i'm like oh god here's another smug guy with like a woman who's too good for him and too pure i'm so sick of that if you guys listening haven't figured that out already 
But what I liked about it is he tried all the tricks in the book Mm -hmm. and it didn't work. Yeah. It was when he was authentic Mm -hmm. twice, really. I mean, like to some extent when he was authentic, when he wasn't trying to get her in bed. Yeah. Because all of that was to try to get her in bed Mm -hmm. before she woke up and was in February 2nd again. Um, But when he just really connected with her, that showed actual growth, you know, as we've already said. But then like, even though he was kind of the best cartoonish version of himself on the last day it was february 2nd Mm -hmm. you know he still she fell for the good in him and the good became authentic yeah it wasn't learned it wasn't like he was genuinely having a good time doing good deeds yeah so i was like oh and now he's changed forever so fine they can get together like i appreciated that it wasn't just because you saved the day or just because you learned how to woo a woman. Because that's true in life. You can't, you can go through the motions and play every dating trick in the book. It's not going to guarantee that you're going to find true love. And even if you do find a successful, if you will, relationship, mm-hmm. it's based on a lie. Yeah. It's going to crack eventually. I don't mean like you're going to be found out necessarily, but like you cannot be the perfect person if you're not showing up authentically. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely. Point blank period. And I think that that's probably the biggest moral of the story. Mm-hmm. I I agree. Because, you know, before he was like stealing the money, he would steal the money and yeah. like to have a fun day or whatever. And it was always to serve himself. Yes. But like, yeah, that like being completely selfless. And he, I, I don't know. I think that especially with Bill Murray, um, is, you know, who he is, mm-hmm. like that kind of change. It, it it's it's so satisfying because i don't think because i think he's the perfect person to play that part you oh know? he's so good at being smug but yeah. you're still i don't know if charmed by him is the right word because i don't feel particularly charmed by this character he was not likable at one mm-hmm. point i almost turned to you was like what's so funny is he's the protagonist but he's not likable yeah but i will say that he he's bill murray he's his own persona and that's what makes it watchable right and then when you see him do good finally you're like oh there is a human in there but he plays smug better than anyone else oh yeah for sure i mean i think that i think that helps with his uh sense of humor mm-hmm. like his sense of humor or his like dry sense of humor mm-hmm. is just like yeah there's nobody there's nobody quite like that so that that, ma- that makes it pop yeah a lot to me anyways yeah mm-hmm. well to wrap it up i just wanted to say that i love the guy who plays ned he was uh, to hold his own yeah against him was pretty impressive because he think, stole the scene almost yeah yeah and he apparently dated his <laughs> his sister <laughs> i know and the didn't even remember <laughs> um yeah no he was he was uh he was great i also really liked the two like drunk dudes. Oh, they were amazing. They're so funny. Where are they? Oh my god, they were great. Like so, w- the one of the guy, the one with the lighter hair, the one without a beard, mm-hmm. he was in a movie called The Burbs with um, oh. uh, Tom Hanks. Okay, and it's like a it's that one's a horror comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we should watch that. Yeah, we should, we should put that put on, that on there the for list because sure. I'm, I'm certain you haven't seen that one. Nope. Uh, <laughs> it genuinely hit scared. Oh, Carrie Fisher's in it. Oh, okay. Tom, Tom Hanks, Carrie Fisher, that guy. Right. Uh, yeah, it's a very, very fun cast. But um, 
No, this yeah. was a really fun cast, even though I didn't recognize most people. But I did recognize Willie Garson in the beginning. It was a very right. small part. He worked at the station. And um, I think he's such a watchable, lovely, charismatic actor. So even though it was such a small part before he kind of had like bigger breaks, I was like, oh, because yeah. he passed a year and a half ago, too. So it hits a little different when he's on screen. But yeah. love him. The only complaint I have, and I'm pretty sure you're with me because you were the first one to call it out, is, my God, that weather song <laughs> that they're playing. The, the weatherman beginning. song. Yeah, where they're rolling into Punxsutawney. I know. Goodness I, gracious me, am I? Is that the worst song I've ever heard? Maybe. It was a really bad intro song. Cause it, so bad. It, I I feel like, you know, of course, it's, wow, literally 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. I would have... Um, like I don't think I really clocked it as a kid. I'm like, yeah. well, this is the requirement. I think, I think in general, that was like the worst time for music in in movies. For Do you think reason. so? It was pretty. I remember it was pretty bad because I'm thinking about, oh man, I don't know when this came out, but Overboard. I remember the mm. music being really bad in that, and like, oh, you might be right because I think the '80s and early '90s played a lot of um stock music like we hadn't figured out the soundtrack stuff yet you know like mega soundtracks that wasn't a thing yet mm-hmm. yeah. and i know that there's been a few movies i can't think of any offhand but you watch it. it it's a real song but it sounds like a stock song yeah where it's like this is what 80 synthesizers sound like this is what all the kids are listening to let's put it in yeah. or they think that it's they're gonna break the artist you know in it and it's by people that don't know music that are like picking the song choice because i was like is it a budget thing and i'm like no it's a harold ramus film and they have sunny and Cher playing every goddamn minute so like i'm like it wasn't and they played one or two other songs that were known too so it's Um, like i'm like that wasn't the issue yeah if they could afford i got you babe like yeah yeah they they just um or they spent their whole budget on that yeah and they couldn't get a decent opener i don't know that might be it or maybe it was uh nephew or something i know it was like nepotism i got a rock rock band they i mean they even played the classic uh uh pennsylvania polka and i mean that's a huge hit (laughs) in my book right (laughs) you guys play that all the time in pennsylvania right it's all i know not uh but yeah i yeah that that was that was bad. I would have rather just a score. And I know. It, it, it's it's almost like somebody was just being too precious. Was like, dude, I found a song about a weatherman. And we're making a movie about a weatherman. Let's put this I, song about a weatherman man. in the intro. Oh, my God. This and, like, couldn't great. see the forest through the trees. And that, like, this is just bad. Yeah. No. It was Maybe bad. other people don't care. We're music snobs. So, like. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. This is during grunge, too. Or, like towards the tail end of grunge and wait when did this movie come out 93 oh 93 oh i thought it was like earlier in the 90s or even 89 for some yeah reason. yeah it does you know what it does feel like that though i i because it's like that, that yeah. evergreen business casual uh, all american sweater weather yeah which has never really gone out of fashion but it's a specific look that like had a stranglehold for the last two decades right. of the century. Yeah. You know? And I also think the hair too. That like, too. was very, man, any McDowell's hair was so big. I remember so many like babysitters and my friend's older sisters with hair yeah. just like that. It was such a nineties curl and I kind of love it actually. Yeah. I don't hate it. I'm not mad at well, it. Well, that's coming back. I've 
seen. Oh, I've seen. I've seen a couple of variations it. of it too. I have to say, Andy McDowell is so beautiful. Which, mm-hmm. I mean, duh. Yeah. I, I don't think I'm opening anyone's mind or eyes to that. But what I really appreciated is what a natural beauty she is because she really wasn't wearing a lot of makeup, like a little bit of blush, a little bit of mm-hmm. like lipstick in one or two yeah. scenes. But nowadays, when people are just caked on yeah yeah and i don't think it looks better well because you could see her i I noticed i could see her veins like yeah you could see her complexion even sometimes too like parts of her face were a little white or rosy and Mm -hmm. i don't think it was all makeup like it's just i don't know i'm I'm into natural looks i think some Mm -hmm. of this makeup is weird so many people are walking around with faces that aren't theirs because they've contoured it to look a certain way yeah in on camera it looks good but Mm-hmm. In real life, it looks really scary. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. As somebody who's chosen to wear less makeup, if if at all, over the past year, especially, I've never been a huge makeup person. But I just don't think I wear a lot of makeup. Well, it just doesn't look mm-hmm. natural. Yeah, uh, you know. So I've just kind of ugh, I'm over it. There's certain, yeah. There's certain, or there's certain. I mean, just like putting on clothes. You know. Yeah, some things just fit better than yeah. others, and makeup yeah. just doesn't. Extreme makeup, at least, mm-hmm. just ugh doesn't look great on me and mm-hmm. um i don't know so it's always now that i've kind of picked that lane in life i'm like oh it's nice seeing someone yeah. who's a little more natural like i yeah. especially in a time where we weren't talking about beauty standards in the same no, way really. so i don't know i really appreciated that yeah. presence for what it's worth yeah good job uh makeup department and i think god i because um, I I think about also I I'm thinking about the like the prop department because uh, everything had to be this uh, the continuity department uh-huh. maybe that's why they didn't put so much makeup on her because they're like oh that's wanna... a really good call because she's also the main woman in in the film and like one of the waitresses was really made up, but she's only yeah. in so many scenes. So yeah. that was probably like a few day shoot, not as mm-hmm. hard to like always be replicating. But um, yeah, because like I was also thinking about just even the logistics of filming it. Cause if you work in this industry, you cannot mm-hmm. watch movies without thinking about it. It's like yeah. this dirty little secret that nobody tells you. It doesn't ruin it, but sometimes it does. It just, it's harder to stay in the reality, yeah. you know? Cause you're like, Oh my God, that shot. And I was like, oh, my God, like I already mentioned the extras in back of like Ned and Phil. But like the scene where they're filming the Groundhog's Day with uh, Chris Elliott, Andy Mm -hmm. McDowell. I'm like, they did all of that for a week straight. You know what I I mean? And they had to figure out what place they were in, what reality they were in, what Mm -hmm. mood Bill Murray was in. You know, like, but they that was filmed like a few days like yeah. of the film, like the a few February seconds were probably filmed one day, and then they had to go right back to next. Mm-hmm. And it was probably like also for location, as yeah. uh, securing a location too. They're only going to have access to the park, the, the gazebo, the mm-hmm. town square. So many days, you yeah. know. So it's just like, like this was a movie. It's usually filmed out of order, but this was one hundred percent filmed. Oh, filmed in a insanity inducing out of order it's one thing to be out of order but like they're literally doing the same scene but slightly different yeah and also for like a week on end right jesus okay shoot we got that wrong we have to do another take you would be so sick of your job yeah you know like legitimately like that would be like oh my god this is a great script i'm very proud to be part of it i'm so glad to rap though Mm -hmm. maybe that's maybe that was the tension 
maybe between, uh bill Mur- and he, like looking back at it now i'm that probably is what it was mm-hmm. because like we were talking about uh, during in the preview review bill murray always usually has a lot of room to improvise and yeah. you know when you hire bill murray it's literally to get you're also getting a writer yeah kind of uh, as well and i think with this there's hardly any room for you to really improvise right it has to be on the money almost every time you can button the scene yeah but like you have to be so aware of what you have to repeat versus Mm -hmm. what you're doing different in the same scene again i mean bill murray literally pretty much went through a groundhog day of filming this yes no because exactly filming it would be a groundhog day he's in every single scene that too that's a good point too that's a lot of pressure that's a lot because sometimes you'll have a day off because other scenes are filming that you're not in yeah but that was not you're right that's plus his personal stuff like his marriage falling apart you know Mm -hmm. that's a lot not defending bad behavior i think he's a bit of an egomaniac but you know um he's human too and allowed to get frustrated there's mm-hmm. there's space for a lot of things to be true at once yeah. it's just so crazy too like final thought um we're living in an age where like spirituality quote unquote is becoming more and more popular and mm-hmm. part of spirituality is this concept of a multiverse you know mm-hmm. or like things are repeating or or whatever and i'm like oh man this movie was ahead of its time i wonder how many people see this as a playbook as like to yeah i don't know like proof of whatever nonsense that they believe yeah and there's mandela effects if you will (laughs) and there are three there's like there's two movies off the top of my head that i could think of one third kind of thing where it, you know, does take a lot from this. And yeah, I think 100%. Which movies are you thinking of? Um, I don't want to ruin them for you, but... How do you know I haven't seen? Um, Edge of Tomorrow. Okay, I haven't, I haven't I've never heard of it. Exactly. I'll forget. I'll forget. I'm bad at um, names. I'll forget it tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow in a different way. Mm-hmm. No, it's the same way. But there's extras to it. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I think it's Happy... Or... Wait, is it Russian Doll? Yeah, I is think that a Russian. TV show? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so that's a TV show. But I think there is a movie called Happy Death Day. Hmm. No. Oh, I think Palm Springs. That movie. Oh, Palm Springs. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but I've heard I it's kind of it. like that. Just to keep with yeah. the How I Met Your Mother theme, Kristen mm-hmm. Mulledy is in that too, and she was oh, okay. on How I Met Your Mother for a while. Also, there's an episode of uh, Black Mirror mm-hmm. that there's similar concept, but way worse, actually, than than this. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, I this movie, I really liked it. Uh, seeing it again, and I probably almost like it a little bit more now that I know mm. some of the nuances and such. So, yeah, I love it when that happens because sometimes I rewatch a TV show or a movie, and I've grown as a person, mm-hmm. and I've grown out of it. Yeah, where I'm like, oh, I don't subscribe to these values, or oh, that's so toxic and terrible. I can't believe I ever thought that was romantic, or whatever it may or may not be. Yeah. So it's really lovely when things age with you, or mm-hmm. you age to catch up to what the moral of the story is, right. or the nuances. So that's awesome. Yeah, and I'm I'm glad you seem to like it. Yeah, yeah I don't so. know if it's one of my favorites that we've seen, but yeah. I definitely like it. Like I don't yeah. the fact that I'm not ranting and raving about it says a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right. Because there's some movies I've liked that I've still picked apart. 
a lot. Yeah, yeah. You know, so. And also, like, another thing about it is, like, I think this is a movie that kind of sticks with you. Yeah, I'm curious how much I'll like it a year from now. Yeah. Like, it might be higher on the list than I think. For sure. And especially... It's it's weird because this has kind of become synonymous with, you know, mon- every day kind of being the same. Yeah. Which I, I feel like I'm in a groundhog. Mm-hmm. Because, like, before this, nobody would say that. Nobody would have said that until this movie. So, like, yeah. that's so amazing. Wait, I think there was a big internet debate about this. If someone said it before or if it was a phrase or not. Mm, interesting. I might be misremembering that, but I'm going to have to Google that later. I think that's cause... possible. But... I think with this, it it really... It makes sense. No, it checks out. Like, I believe you, but I think I remember once seeing someone try to disprove it or something. I I don't remember saying it, but, like, I know I've definitely said it, of course, you know. You would have been really young, too, though. It's true. But, well, yeah, another successful and happy Groundhog's Day. That's kind of why we uh, did this. It's just a few days away. It's the last one before Groundhog's Day, so... I know. That's why we did it. Um, Next week, we are going to be watching... I almost said the wrong name. I almost said uh, my best friend's wedding for some reason. No, we are watching my big fat Greek wedding. Yeah. Um, which is part of our Valentine's Day two for one. We're going to do a crappy rom-com, but this is one that has legs, I think, and isn't completely insane and don't know if Clark will like it or not, but mm-hmm. um, I don't think you'll hate it. I like Greece, and I think I've seen the cast, so I think I might it's, like it. It's so. a pretty likable movie, okay. even if it's not one of your favorites. Like, it was a surprise hit for a reason. So yeah. stay tuned for that. Um, and please follow us, YouTube, TikTok, subscribe to our podcast, wherever you're mm-hmm. listening to podcasts, hit the subscribe button. I'm Lauren Blair Donovan. You can find me at Blairosaurus Rex everywhere on the internet. On the inter- yeah, everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Friendster. Um, yes, that especially. <laughs> and MySpace and AOL chat rooms, please. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm Clark Knez, uh, Clark, other Clarksy on all, on all the social medias on, uh, yeah. What was the ICQ? Anyways, mm-hmm. that was a weird one back in the day. But mm-hmm. yeah, thank you guys so much for listening again. And catch you next time. Bye. Bye.